So today the title of my message is, put it up there so I can see the title, <laughs> God's Mysterious Plan. How many of you know God had a mysterious plan? That's what the Word of God tells us. It's mysterious. So I'm going to reveal it to you today. Are you ready for that today? You know, this isn't um, journey to the mysterious island or anything. This is God's mysterious plan that he has for everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, this is for you. Amen. This is for you. So if you'll stand with me and we're going to read from Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, going through 13. When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. You ready? Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have given, been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I'm the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God back up God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Dear Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, I pray, Father, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to understand the mystery of the kingdom of God. And Lord, that we would not only understand it, Father God, but we would model it. We would show it around. We would display the kingdom of God in our lives. So Father, I thank you for this time and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. How many of you like doing a, a great thing for God? Huh? Don't you just love when you're doing, you know you're doing something for God. I know that our, um, our food ministry team, which is out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I see Gloria in the back over there. She's still out there serving. And they feed 
let's see, the last two weeks, two weeks, three weeks ago, they fed 116 families. Last week, they fed 116 families. Yesterday, they fed 114 families. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, yeah, what they're doing. How God is using them. You know, but when you do a, a, a great thing for God, not everybody's impressed. Not everybody likes what you do. Not everybody will like you telling people about Jesus. I know a man that was went to Iran to tell people about Jesus. And well, you can just imagine he got arrested. And so he was in prison there and then they, they had a trial. And when he came to the court, the judge asked him, you know, what are you doing? You know, and he said, well, I'm here to tell people about Jesus. And, and he says, and I believe that God has chosen me today to be in this court to tell you about Jesus. And so he proceeded to tell the judge and the courtroom about Jesus. Now, in Iran, that pretty much would draw a death sentence for many people, but they ended up letting him go. And he was gone on to tell many people about Jesus. Um, when you're in Pakistan, proselytizing, and proselytizing is this, like if you go to a Muslim and you try and win them to Jesus, that's proselytizing, that's trying to get people to change religions. So in Pakistan, if you proselytize there, get people to change religions, the penalty for that is death by hanging. And I, I've been in Pakistan, you know, I've been there. And I remember one meeting I had and this lady, they asked for testimonies and this lady had gotten healed, gotten filled with the Holy Spirit and spoken tongues. And she come up there and she testified. She said, I came in here a Muslim, but Jesus healed me. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit today. Now I believe in Jesus. And I'm like, whoa, 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 keep that on the lowdown. <laughs> but she wasn't afraid. She wasn't afraid to stand up and testify of that. That's awesome. In Saudi Arabia, anyone handing out any kind of religious literature that's not Islamic faith can be legally executed. Now, I'm not talking 500 years ago. I'm talking about today. I know that if you get caught preaching the gospel in China, as an American, you'll be kicked out of their country and not be allowed back for five years. But if you're ministering to Chinese, they will arrest those Chinese and they'll put them in prison for three years for re-education. Like, again, this is not 500 years ago, this is going on today. So not everybody is, is happy when you present the gospel message. Not everybody's gonna receive it. We were at the beach Friday night and Don and I witnessed to this lady. And I, and I finally asked, I said, can my wife pray for you? No, no, I'm good. And it's like, are you sure? And Delonda kept on. Delonda kept trying to get her to come to Jesus. And she just kept having an excuse as to why not, why she should not, you know? And those are tough things, but it's not us that they're rejecting. It's Jesus they're rejecting. In this passage today, Paul's letting us know that he's in jail for our sake. 
He went to jail for us. The Jews did not like the idea of putting a Gentile, a Gentile is a non-Jew, of putting a Gentile on an equal plane with the Jews require, you know, and, and not requiring them to follow the, the Jewish law. You know, to not get circumcised. And there's certain, you know, there's a bunch of laws that they wanted them to follow. There's like over 600 laws that they wanted them to, to be in line with. And, and Paul's in jail on behalf of sharing the gospel with the Gentiles, the people who are not Jews. He went, he went to the Jews first. They rejected him. He said, okay, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go to the Gentiles. So he went to the Gentiles and Gentiles started accepting Christ and started believing. And he began planting churches. And you can read about those, you know, in the prison epistles. And you can see how he did that. And he's letting us know that his mission was from God. God put me on this mission is what he's telling us. And I know that the things that I've done in the past years and the things I'll do in the future is because that's my mission. That's what God's called me to do. He's called me to go out and to, to preach the gospel, not only here, but out there in the world. I remember uh, Delon and I were getting ready to go to this country one time and we were with some relatives and they said, man, America needs Jesus too. I said, amen, America does need Jesus. But you can, in my city alone, Corona, there's probably 80 to 100 churches you can go to. They're on every corner. There's a church on this corner, there's a church on that corner. There's a church on that corner. You know, and then you go right and there's church, church, church. You go left, there's church, 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 church. You go down to the end of Lincoln, church, church, church. I mean, they're all over. There's churches all over Corona. People, if you want to find God in Corona, you can find God. Can I hear an amen? He is available. So God sends me to the places he's not available. That's what we're to do, Right? But for thousands of years in the Old Testament, God was for the Jews. The mystery of the gospel is this, that God was going to accept the Gentiles also. That's the mystery. That's, that's it. That's the mysterious thing, that God was going to include us in the gospel, for the gospel that we could accept Jesus. See, it wasn't in the Old Testament. There was no revelation that the people got that, that God was gonna include the Gentiles, include the pagans. But here we are now today that Paul made a stand and he said, God has sent me to the Gentiles to tell them about Jesus. And that's what he did. He went to the Gentiles and he told, them, told us about Jesus, amen? Even Jesus in Matthew 15, 26, the lady comes to him and says, Hey, my daughter's got a demon. Could you cast it out? And he says, I didn't come for you. He said, he said, it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Because that's how they referred to the Gentiles as dogs. And the, the Gentile lady says, well, even the dogs get the scrap from the table. And Jesus had a hard time arguing with that. You know, and so he cast a demon out of that little girl. So, but now the mystery that's been revealed is that he came for us too. He came for us too. 
Look at your neighbor and say, he came from me. That was pretty weak. <laughs> he came from me. <laughs> so the mystery is that Jesus didn't just die for the, the sins and sickness of the Jews, but for the Gentiles also, for all of us, for all of mankind, amen? He made a way for us to connect with God. And Paul was standing in the gap for us a long time ago. And, and then he, he put some things in there for us to have an understanding of that we can grasp. And, and number one today is that we share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. We share in the riches inherited by God's children. So what have we inherited? We inherited the forgiveness of sins. That we can come to God, ask him to forgive our sins, and it's done. It's like, as far as the east is from the west, your sins are removed from you. When you come to Jesus and ask. It wasn't just with Jesus. We inherited healing. That we can come and we can receive healing from him. Amen. We can, you know, I know it's weird. I pray for people all the time for healing. All the time. It's just nonstop for praying for healing because a lot of people are sick, it seems like. And when I pray for healing, sometimes I feel that power of God moving right through me. Other times I don't. It's really weird. Sometimes I think, oh, there it is. And then other times I say, well, we'll try again later. Because <laughs> I, I don't have the, um, I'm not the one that does the healing. He does, amen. But he died for our healing. And then you know what he did? He made a way that we could go to heaven. Now we don't go to hell, we go to heaven. Wow, I would say amen to that. I think I, I mean that's <laughs> I think that's a great thing. I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven, amen. Because you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Amen. You'll be saved. You'll go to heaven. You won't be just uh, living here on earth. You won't be going to hell when you die. There'll be um, heaven ahead. And the, and the great thing about heaven is God doesn't decide where we spend eternity. We get to decide. You believe. You receive. And one day you'll go to heaven. Amen? That's, that's the e-ticket ride. For those of you that are older and remember Disneyland. And, and then, you know, so forgiveness of sins, healing, heaven, and provision. He's the Lord God, our provider. Amen? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He's our provider. Amen? So we, we, we've got these things that we can take hold of, these promises. And he sanctifies us. He sanctifies us. And that means to be sanctified means to be set apart for God's purpose. He sanctifies. He cleanses you from all the junk of the world. Amen. And that you're set apart now in the image of Jesus. It's like you, you smile and you, you have this glow about you. Uh, we were witnessing, like I said, on Friday night down at the beach, the lawn, and, I, and the, lady, the lady looked at us, she goes, you guys smile a lot. <laughs> well, we have this joy in us, and it comes from Jesus because we've been sanctified. And then they, he justifies you. Justification means this. It means that God looks down on you, and he looks at you with an eye that's just as if you've never sinned. 
He justifies you before him. It's just as if you've never sinned. I think that's beautiful. That's how he looks at me. Because, I mean, I look in the mirror and I don't see that. You know, when we look in the mirror, we, we, we see our earthly realities, but God looks at us through heavenly realities. He looks at us through an eye of justification, sanctification, amen? And then he looks at us through the eye of redemption, that we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed. Just remember, God's arm is not too short. No matter how far down it feels like we are, God can reach down and pull you up, amen? His arm is not too short. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are or what you've ever done. God's arm is not too short that he can't pluck you right out of that and set you on a seat of being sanctified and justified and redeemed by the power of the blood of the lamb. Amen. That's what happens. He can pull you out of it. I know he pulled me out of it. And I look around this room and he's pulled many of you out of it too. Amen. He pulls you out of it and we are redeemed. And so we have these promises that we've inherited, these riches of God that we can take hold of, that we're not outsiders looking in. Amen. We're on the inside. We get to partake in these things. We get to grab hold of them so that when we get into number two, we enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Jesus Christ. We enjoy the promise of blessings. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you are blessed? You know, when you come into the kingdom of God, you're blessed no matter what. No matter what it's looking like on, on this earth, the blessing of the Lord is on you. And, and the, the blessing that I'm holding on to is that he is coming back for his church. What a blessing. He's going to come back for his church. And, I, and I've been telling you, I've been watching all those, those rapture movies because I like to see how people interpret how Jesus is going to come back and what's going to happen. And, you know, but he's coming back and there's going to be a, a, a sound of a trumpet. It may sound like a thunderclap or something to us, but the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive will rise after them and go to heaven. Amen. That's called the rapture. Now the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the implication of that event is there. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. I am like this. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> this side, they got, the, they got their Cheerios this morning. But the, the, the other blessing is he's not only going to take us to heaven, you know, and it's not so you can sit on some cloud and play a harp and, and, and it's so that you can be a, a, a worshiper. It's so that be that you can rule and reign with him. Amen. We're not good. We're being prepared to rule with Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not just going to, like I said, sit on a cloud and play a harp. We're going to go and rule and reign galaxies. At least I am. I mean, he says, we're going to rule. We're going to sit on the throne with him. Amen. I know some of you are just going to be happy if you make it. <laughs> I got plans, his plans. When I get there, I'm just going to celebrate. I, you know, when, when somebody passes on and they go to heaven and I, I, I just... My mom probably hasn't thought about me yet in heaven. And it's been, I think, seven years. 
She probably hasn't looked down to see how I'm doing yet. She's probably still on her face worshiping Jesus. That's what I imagine in heaven, man. We sang that song, Liz, that when you throw your crown before the throne and we worship the Lamb, that happens all the time in heaven. It's in Revelation chapter 4, how they do that, how the angels, they say, we just throw our crowns because who we are is not important. It's all about Jesus. When we get to heaven, it's all about Jesus. And now if we can make it on earth, it's all about Jesus. That's why I was praying this morning, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth right now in us, Lord, that your kingdom would be so alive inside of us that, Lord, we can take who we are and just lay it at the altar. We can worship you and glorify you, God. Amen. That we would be just so alive in Christ. That's what a blessing. What a blessing. You know, so when, when we get there, it's going to be incredible. And it can be incredible here too. And I know that we're all going through things. I get so many phone calls. I get so many prayer requests because people are going through things. I get that. But I know this. Jesus paid it all already. Let's stand in agreement with that. Jesus paid it all so that we could live, we could thrive, we could have life here on this earth right now. Amen? That's the idea. But the blessings, turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. I don't think it's going to be on the screen. It's a lot of scriptures. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. And, and, and it's, it starts out with a, a hinge in the sense that it says, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving to you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the world. If you obey. So there is a cause for obedience. Now, we're not under the law, but we're under God's grace today. Amen? But in John chapter 14, verse 15, he says, if you love me, obey my commands. So what if it were to Jesus' commands? They say there's about 200 that he gave us in the New Testament. But I can think of two right off the button. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Everything hinges on that. So those are the things that we need to be obedient to. Loving God, loving our neighbor. Amen? That's what we've got to do. And then verse 2 in Deuteronomy 28 says, When we do that, when we obey the Lord, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Okay, here, it's, here it goes. Verse 3. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Amen? You're, you know, we don't... We don't uh, how many farmers we have in here? None. Okay, maybe half of one. <laughs> but your fields will be blessed. Your, 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 the blessing will come to your job. Amen. Your job, your employment will be blessed. Amen. God will bless it for you. Your, your boss thinks that they're blessed because of the great job they're doing. But they're blessed because you're there. Amen. They're blessed because you're there. And then your children and your crops will be blessed in verse 4. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets, your breadboards will be blessed. 
look at this. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. Amen? Ah, hallelujah for that. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven directions, amen? God has a plan to protect you, amen? And you can stand upon that. You know, when the enemy comes against you, like with sickness, start quoting this scripture. Lord, you're, you're conquered the enemies that, that attack me. Lord, you said you'll, they'll attack in one direction, but you'll scatter them in seven. And Lord, and then you could go back. Remember I said in, in Malachi chapter three about a tither, the verse 11, it says that the Lord will rebuke the devourer for you. So you can take hold of that and you can start claiming that whatever sickness comes against you, Lord, send it out, get it off me, get it away from me. Put your focus on Jesus. Verse eight, it says, the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. Wow. A blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord, your God will bless you in the land he's giving to you. The Lord is, is blessing is there, amen. And Paul says we can we can take hold of these blessings for our lives, amen. And then verse nine it says, here it is, if again, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, the Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He swore He would do. And that's what he's doing to us. He's establishing us as His holy people, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you are holy. You are holy. And then verse 10, it says, when all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. Let me tell you, when, as we've been one nation under God in America, the nations do stand in awe of us. We have helped so many nations they would have gone under, they would not have survived if it was not for the support that America has given around the world. And, and that's because of what God has done in this nation. And then verse 11, it says, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to you by your, swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock and abundant crops. Now we don't live on, on livestock and abundant crops, growing them ourselves, we buy them. But when I look at this prosperity in the land, this isn't a prosperity gospel. This is God's word that says, you obey me, I'm gonna prosper you, amen? He said in Malachi, as I read, if you tithe, he'll open up the windows of heaven to you. These are promises from God. This is the blessing that he has for us as believers in Jesus Christ, that he's gonna do supernatural things. And then verse 12, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. See, be the lender, not the borrower. I mean, that's God's plan, that we lend to many, but we don't borrow. 
and God will, will bless us. Amen. He says he's going to open up the treasuries of heavens. He's going to pour out on you such blessings that there's not enough room. That's God's plan to do that for us. That's the blessing that we can take hold of and say, that's mine. Everybody say, that's mine. Take hold of that today. Don't just, you know, write it off. Don't just think, well, you know, that's that prosperity stuff. No, that's the word of God that declares you be blessed. And I know God wants you blessed. However you receive it, man, if you need to be blessed in your health, if you need to be blessed in your spirit, if you need to be blessed financially, if you need to be blessed in your relationships, God's blessing is there for you. Amen. He has a plan to bless you. He says, verse 30, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be on top and never at the bottom. It's like there's a long and God said, you'll always live above the line and not below it. That's his promise to us. You're going to live above the line and not below it. Now, what that looks like for you, you ask God. Just get in hold of him, amen? And then, then verse 14 says, you must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow other gods and worship them. So don't turn away from the Lord. Don't turn away from loving him. Don't let anything cause you to walk away from God. Don't let any sickness or disease, don't let any trauma you experience in your life, don't let any of those things cause you to back off from God. Now is the time to press into the Lord, amen? Now is the time to draw near into his presence, amen? Now is the time to just grab a hold of him and, and hold on. Don't follow any other gods or worship them. And I think that, you know, there's, there's gods that have been created in our land that we're not even aware of. That people have made gods, sports stars and things of that nature that we've made, made them idols, that people worship them, that their life is, is, goes by them. Don't, don't let that happen to you. Don't let any idols creep up. Let God arise. Amen. Let your enemies be scattered. Then number three, choose to share the mystery with others by the grace of God. Paul shared the mystery so that we could have it. He went to prison for it. Now, I'm not saying that you got to go to places where you, you're going to go to jail, but there's plenty of people around us that don't know Jesus. And what I want to share with you is don't be selfish with Jesus. Share him with people. Open up your heart. Have that compassion to share Jesus with people. Don't withhold. Don't hold back. Let it flow. Paul, Paul's letting us know that he put it all on the line for us to know the mystery. And it's our turn now. It's our turn to be that voice to share the gospel message with people. We can't hold back. We can't just rely on somebody else to do it. God wants you to be that one. As I said last week, your friends and family members may not be coming to church because you're not inviting them. They may need you to say, hey, I'll pick you up. I'll come and get you. 
Let's go. You've got to open up. You've got to share. It doesn't mean that you're going to be put into prison or martyred like Paul was. It, mean, it means, just means that not everybody will accept what you have to say. But if you don't say it, they won't know. You may be the only Bible they ever see. And so you got to figure out how you're going to present the Bible to them. I was asked to go to Centennial High School one time. The Christian club invited me. They said, we're going to have a pizza party. We're going we're gonna to give away free pizza. And we want you to come and share Jesus with them. I'm like, okay. So the classroom they had it in, they had pizza. People came in, they all ate pizza. And I stood up to share. And I asked you today, how many of you ever had a best friend? You got a best friend? Yeah, I had a best friend growing up too. And this guy, we were always together, elementary school, we always hung out. Junior high, he was different. So not everybody liked my friend. So in junior high, I'm like, hey, let's hang out at home. You know, because I hung out with a different crowd at school. So when I got into high school, I was like, people made fun of my friend. And I found myself joining in, making fun of and, and not having anything to do with him at home or anywhere. I just totally stopped hanging out with him. And then I met this girl And she took me home for dinner. And then she, she said, hey, you wanna to go to a party? Yeah, sure. So I, I went to a party with her, it was okay. And then she wanted me to go to another party. So I went to the party, but when I went to the party, that guy was there. You know how when you get out of high school, things kind of change and doesn't matter how goofy you were in high school, it just, things change. So. I, He's there at these parties I go to. And I, it made me feel a little uncomfortable. So four or five parties we'd gone to and this guy always shows up and he never says anything to me. So finally, Dwayne, I go to him, I say, hey man, I go, I, I, I just wanna say I'm sorry for dishing you in high school and everything. Could you please forgive me? Nope. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said, he said, Ra. He said, it'll be like it never happened. You see, my best friend growing up was Jesus. But I had a time that I wandered away from him. But that one day, the, the parties I used to go to were right here at New Hope. I used to sit back over here. And then one day, I just ran to the altar and I gave my life to Jesus and he forgave me. And all the stuff that I had done before, 
It was like it had never happened. He just wiped the slate clean with me. That's what I told those kids in Centennial High School. And I told him, he'll do the same for you today. He'll wipe the slate clean. 21 kids came to Jesus in that room that day. It was just such a great time. Yeah, amen. But remember this today. The mystery of the gospel is for everyone. It is for everyone. And the gospel is that Jesus left the throne of heaven to come to earth, to be born of a virgin and live a sinless life so that he could be a perfect sacrifice for our sins and sickness. He was crucified on the cross, buried in a tomb. He rose from the dead three days later and he beat death and the devil, amen? He was here for 40 days and ascended into heaven where he is today. And he did this out of love for us. He did it for us so that verse 12 of what we read today would be possible. Verse 12 reads, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. We can come boldly with confidence in who Jesus is. Amen. We put our hope in Jesus, our faith in Jesus. So today, I'd like us to stand. And I'd like everybody to come boldly before him today at the altar. Let, let's approach him with what we have need of today. Let's approach him. And maybe you need to give your life to Jesus today. Let's approach him with that. Come and say, I just need you, Lord. Maybe you have a health. Maybe you have a financial issue. But come boldly. You can come close. It's okay. Come close to him. Draw near to him. And pray for the promises and the blessings to manifest in our lives today. Amen. It's okay. Come on. Come close. Come close. Get near to him. Let him come to you and touch you today. Father, here we are, your people, God, surrendering to you, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would come close to each one of us in the need that we have, God. We need you, Jesus. We need you. Lord, some people here need health today. They need healing today, God. And I pray for that healing power of the blood of Jesus to just flow over people right now. Just let it flow. Lord, we need the forgiveness of sins today. I pray that you forgive us, God. Lord, where we've been weak, you are strong. And I pray that, Lord, that as we surrender all to Jesus, that you would just come to each one of us. You fill our hearts today, God, with your forgiveness, Lord. And Lord, that we would be filled with forgiveness today. That, Lord, that even today, Lord, as we come before you, we can let go of those that have wronged us. We can just surrender it to you, Jesus. We just surrender all to you, Lord, all to Jesus. 
Just take it all, Lord. Take it all. Oh, how must seek it Come on, you you ain't praying yet. I can't hear you. Come on. Pray. Really pray. Press into him. Pray. Press into God today. Ask him to come and to touch you today. Ask him to fill you today. Ask him to meet that need today. Are you desperate yet for it? Are you desperate enough to have him come, to call upon his name, to come and to touch you today, to give you what you have need of, to bless you with that job, to bless you with the finances, to bless you with a relationship, to bless you with healing today. Let it flow, God. Let it flow today, God. Let the blessing, the blessings that we've read about today come upon your people today, God. Lord, let it flow from your throne, Father, hallelujah. Just touch each one of us today, God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, God. You know what we have need of, God. Let it rain down on each one of us today, God. Let it rain, God. Oh, we praise you, Father. You are our great I am. And Lord, you are the blessing that we've received today. We receive you, Jesus. We receive you, Lord. Everybody say, I receive you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let it just flow, God. That blessing just come upon the people. I pray, Lord, that even this week that people would begin to see divine miracles happen in their life, God. Even today, God. Lord, that they would see you at work. Lord, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord be upon us. Let it flow, God, from your throne. Let it flow from your throne, Lord. Let it rain upon us, God, like never before. Lord, where people have had even nagging sins, I pray that today you'd remove them, Lord. You'd remove them, Lord. Lord, that you'd root them out of us. You'd pull them down today in the name of Jesus. And that the root of the word of God would take its place. We speak the word of God over those sins that have been nagging at us. Be healed in Jesus' name from that. Be healed today in Jesus' name. Let it flow, God. Let it flow. Hallelujah. Let your righteousness rain down on each one of us, God. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Father. Let it rain, God. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, Lord. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. We rejoice in you, Lord. We rejoice in you. We thank you, Lord, for the love that you have for us. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We know that you've got us, God. We know that you've got us. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to thank him right now. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Saving our soul, God. Thank you, Lord, for meeting our need today, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, God. Thank you, Lord, for the promises of your word. Thank you, Lord. They are yes and amen to us, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Lord, I pray for each one of us today. Lord, even as we would go our way today, God, you'd be with us. And your mighty hand would be with each one of us. And you give us strength for the journey this week, God. You cover, keep, and protect us, Father. Hallelujah. That those nagging, nagging pains, that nagging cough would go. The nagging sins be gone. Everything that's been nagging us, Lord, just be lifted off today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, huh? Hallelujah. Yeah. He's got you. Amen. Just a couple of quick announcements. They're in your bulletin, but next Sunday, we're gonna have um, the Samuelsons with us, ministering missionaries. And just so you know, online, we will not be online next Sunday, okay? We'll not be broadcasting the service, so you need to come. So, because these missionaries go into places that we don't talk about on, online so uh, to protect them so just know we will not be online so those of you online please come if you can get here call somebody here and they'll give you a ride we do have the bus that goes out and picks up people on sundays but you got to let us know and uh we in your bulletin pray america august 4th there's the information on there you need to go online and register for that for August 4th, it's gonna be at the Ontario Convention Center. So um, that'll be a great time of prayer. It's with the group of people that the kids went to youth camp with. So it's gonna be a great time. And uh, we'd love to all go together. And then the School of Ministry signs up in September. Next Sunday, I'll have sign-up sheets for you. If you wanna get involved in the School of Ministry, we're doing three classes. Um, there'll be two at five o'clock. One is hermeneutics, which is how to interpret the word of God. The other one is evangelism. And then the other one at seven o'clock is the New Testament. So you wanna get in, you wanna grow. And then we have joy group tomorrow at 5.30. So if the joy group is at 50 and above crowd. It's $5 for a good dinner. Victoria's a great cook. And then they share the word and we just have a great time. So come be a part of that tomorrow night. God bless you. Say hi to somebody, grab a piece of cake or coffee out there in the foyer and have a great day. If you're new here, stop by the information booth. 
and Liz has a gift for you and a little card for you to fill out. And we're so glad that you're all here today. God bless you.